Hey, patients, you just sat down in the motherfucking waiting room. I'm Killer Cam. And I'm Melrose. And we got your prescription. So today I want us to just talk about, there's some things just in general about brown boys and special education. I call them brown just because my son, he's six, but he doesn't like black. He doesn't like me calling him black. Like he doesn't like the word black in reference to him, which I think is interesting him to be so young and understand a little bit about what that means and I already have a feeling towards it so I have um, a a situation that I'm going through with my son with I I live in Fairfax County Virginia Um, I don't think I've said that before in Northern Virginia right across the bridge from DC I've been here six years I think this will be the seventh year in November of this year and I didn't have any issues with the public school system. Um, I moved here because I lived in D.C. for two years, so I didn't want my kids to grow up in the D.C. public school system and go to a public school there. So I was like, I, that's, I, that shit can't happen. So moved to Virginia. My daughter was five at the time, and she it was great for her. She was able to get into the advanced uh, program that they, call, that they have at the Fairfax uh, County school at her school um and that's been going great until my son is starting school and it's been hell since he started um he's gotten suspended four times Mm. and yeah four times for different things um but what the papers are saying when they send them home is assaulting a teacher and prior to that every Every single time. time Every single time the paper says um, assaulting a teacher, uh, such and such got sent home for assaulting a teacher. Um, the very the last two times I had to say something to them because I felt like what the what, what's going on? Like my son is not aggressive. Like the times that they're communicating with me, it's about oh, is he angry? Like that word bothers me. <laughs> they love to say that we're angry. Yeah. Is he angry? He comes into the classroom every morning and he's upset. I said, well, when I drop him off, he's not angry at all. So I don't understand how he comes into your classroom upset. So those are the kind of conversations that I'm having with these white teachers. And I feel like um, he's being provoked. That's what, I, and, I, and it's, like I said, the and there's no way to get that proof. You can't. How can you, when you're, I'm a single parent. I try to get other people involved in terms of like my mother and everything, but you, how much can you really do? So I'm the only person that's really having to leave work, go to school. Uh, just Friday, I sat in the classroom for the entire day. They told me I could only sit in there for 30 minutes last week. Mm. I said, well, how can I see the things that you're saying and some of these behaviors and you only giving me 30 fucking minutes? So I said, I'm here all day. I took, I told my job, I have to uh, work from home and I'm here. So I was here all day in his classroom and some of the things I saw matched what they were saying, but I do feel like he's provoked because in my mind, I'm like, if you know that a kid is lashing out, why the fuck are you sitting in his face and forcing him to do shit? Give him space. Give him the opportunity to take a breath, but you're forcing him to do. You already know he doesn't enjoy school. So if you know a person that doesn't feel comfortable exactly. with that, why would you continue to be in his face? continue to be in his space it doesn't like use your common sense so not helping it, at all at all so I'm like I told my mother earlier I'm like well shit I would hit this bitch too 
Yeah, she I would want to yeah, like, get out of my face. You get know, out know, of my face. Kids. But they, you know, they love to generalize our children, and they have that preconceived notion that they're angry. Yeah. Uh, that, that we are angry. Our children are angry. Mm-hmm. And that's the narrative. And so when you go, it's kind of like when you, if you think about it in the, in the terms of court of law, um, if there's too much evidence or information about a case before it goes to trial, it has to be retried in another county because of the environment in which that, that, that the case is being tried in. And, that's, mm-hmm. and it's similar to that. They go in with this preconceived notion mm-hmm. of what our children are going to be like based on our culture. And that is the part of the struggle with black, with, with raising black children. Yeah. Yes, a lot of our kids, a lot of our kids are being diagnosed with having special needs and they don't have special needs. Um, so, so guys, you know, this is a, a turn for events for us, for this podcast. We're, we're taking it a little bit more, this is a, 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 a more serious podcast because it's, it's important. And we want to raise some consciousness about what's going on in our community yeah. with our children. Um, yeah. I personally have two children, and I didn't want to come to the terms that my kids, they both have ADHD. They're very smart. But my, I know that my children are hyperactive, and they're unable to learn and focus. Um, but all, in all cases, that's not always the case. Um, there, was a, there was a researcher uh, by the name of, I want to say the last name here was uh, McDermott, and uh, that that research that they had, it, it was concluding that based on our culture, um, it, it's, it's a social inheritance, and the culture that we are raising, it has an effect on how you learn. And so if you're learning from someone who doesn't understand your culture that you inherited, before you, because you're five when you start going to school. If they can't understand your culture and that you're expressive in a certain kind of way, because black people, were very colorful. Most of us are tend to be much more expressive than maybe a, an Asian family or a white family. We're much more vocal about our feelings. And black people tend to raise their children to be more vocal because we've been suppressed as a culture in this country. So we encourage our children to speak up. And sometimes when our children speak up and stand for what they think at their young age, it's deemed as them being angry or not listening or, you know, yeah. being combative. They automatically yeah. assume that it's combative. And it becomes frustrating when someone can't understand how you learn from your culture. And that right. was something that definitely, like, opened my eyes when we decided to, to, to do some, re- some, some real research about what's going on raising brown and we want to we're focusing on brown boys brown boys because our our men are under attack and these Mm. boys that we have now they may say that your son is cute but they view they're going to view that young boy as a threat and so that's why it's so important to understand how our our brown boys are, are are being treated already in this public school system there are it's like they're being vetted to go to prison Already, mm, that's what already I was saying. With the, with, with the bail the system in place, mm-hmm. the suspensions. Black boys mm-hmm. are getting suspended way more than mm-hmm. any other group of kids. They're, we're, we're targeted. They're conditioning and, us to. And they're mm-hmm. conditioning them to, yeah. to already being ready to be reprimanded mm-hmm. for being Isolated. expressive. They, mm-hmm. and, they, and that's why you see so many black boys have to isolate their feelings because it's deemed as a threat. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's powerful. just like. 
and, and, and when you label a child like that, mm-hmm. because a lot of times, like, like what they're trying to do to your son, they're trying to label your child. And mm-hmm. see, um, labeling your child is not necessarily it, it, it's, it's bad for learning. Um, according to research based from Son and Kathy Umis, they 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 found through their study that special education labeled students are at higher risk for not making academic achievements in games because they've already psychologically lost the war inside of their head. They mm-hmm. already feel like they are not going to be as 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 good as their counterparts because they've been labeled as having special needs. I don't yeah. use that term in front of my children. I just tell my son like, hey, you just need some more help focusing because you have you because you want to do a lot of different things at one time. And sometimes we have to do one thing at a time. You don't want to label your child because it's already it, it, it's a it's it's psychological warfare out here, and we and we have to arm ourselves with the information because the attack is no longer physical. It's in yeah. our heads now. It's, they're yeah. no longer physically attacking us. It's this psychological warfare. Mm-hmm. You got to arm yourself. You got to arm yourself and your children. Because have we, you? Send, yeah, we send our children to school, but my babies get on that bus and they're with these people eight hours a day. Mm-hmm. And whatever, the, whatever the fuck they want to do to my kids, mm-hmm. telling them whatever the fuck mm-hmm. they want to say to my kids. So I make sure I arm them like, hey, you let me know. Like, I, I pulled up. Right. That's why I was very upset about your school. I pulled the fuck up. I'm. I'm That's what you said. You was like, let me call. Yeah, I'm not calling. Yeah, I'm calling. I'm pulling the fuck up. But I'm. I'm here. I let them know that yes, I'm very active. I bring my mom up there. Mm-hmm. I bring my, my brother up there. Mm-hmm. I let their ass know. Like, listen, they got a squad behind them, and yeah. we're gonna see about ours. So yeah. you know, we're gonna see about ours. They know me. I don't even have to show my ID to school anymore. Hey, everybody. And I do nice stuff too. Like I bring, like my mother, you know, we'll make cheesecakes or whatever and send it to the teachers and the office staff because I want them to like us. You know what I'm saying? But I also want them to let them know that hey, I'm I'm very involved and I was getting your shit about. Mine. So have you, know, you like you? Go ahead. go ahead. No, I was gonna say, have you? So you, so being as though they, you're having them take them out of some age for use the ADD, right? Mm-hmm. Or is it ADHD? And they're on medication. Okay. Is it special education? So that's considered special education. Like they have to be on a whole plan at school. Is that correct? Well, no, no, they're mine no. are not on that plan at school. My the children, IEP, yeah. they, yeah, they don't do that. They're not on that plan. Um, see, the ADHD that my boys had two different sections. I have one child that's well, actually, I, I thought that Alex was on the other end. Like Alex, my youngest one, he's different at home than he is at school. He has a hard time focusing on getting work done. Um, Reno is just all over the place anyway. Like, he's all over the place whether it's mm-hmm. work to be done or not. And so, but they're very smart. They just had a hard time grasping the information. So, mm-hmm. you know, it was it was hard to come to terms with it. Uh, I, I did the surveys. I, I did the research. And my children were hitting all the markers. They mm-hmm. were hitting it. We did. I did the counseling. They they go to counseling every two weeks because of because of just life and what and how to cope with the different things going on and mm-hmm. more specifically um, um, focusing. Uh, we go to these meetings. Sometimes I let them go in by themselves. Sometimes we do family counseling. But I let them. It, it, it's to help them learn how to cope, learn how to control their emotions, and learn how to focus on certain things. And so we did the counseling for both of them at first because at first it was just my oldest. And then uh, as he got older, Alex was getting older as well. And Alex started to exhibit the same signs. 
Mm-hmm. Same exact, same exact down to a T. And, um, you know, first we did the medication with Reno because my oldest son is very smart, but we could not advance him um, into higher learning as far as, like, getting ahead and skipping grades and stuff like that until he was able to get his behavior under control because mm-hmm. he was zooming through the work. He was getting the work done and zooming through it and then becoming disruptive in class. He couldn't even sit mm-hmm. still. So he was zooming through the work, and then he would be just sitting there and not having anything to do. And so once okay. they, they once I, my boy started taking the medication, it was a complete instant turnaround. I mean, a dramatic And I'm so, I'm so afraid, and we talked about this offline, but I'm so afraid for that because I don't know how that works in Fairfax County. Like, I'm legit thinking about actually moving. I feel like the fucking attack is real on my son. And I had to tell my daughter, I'm like, do you want, because she doesn't, they go to two different schools. And she's like, mm-hmm. she doesn't want to leave that school, like, for nothing. And I stayed in this area for that reason. But I told her, I said, do you want, I said, this is happening to him at six. What happens when he's mm-hmm. 15 and he's walking you down the street bu- in a fucking then- black hoodie? And gets pulled, you know, like he's a target. So I have to explain this to my, you know, my kids, they have to understand it. Hey, y'all. It's your girl, Killer Cam. Follow me, follow me, follow me on IG at Cam Kill, the number eight. I'm here with Cam Random Thoughts for the day. I love y'all. I fuck with y'all, and I want y'all to listen the fuck up, okay? I want you guys to just really take the time to do your research. Take the time to sit in your school, your kid's classroom. Take the time to really get to know the administration and what's best for your son and and see that. My My son told me he didn't feel comfortable in school. Um, that's, that's, that's scary to hear, but I want us to listen to what our children are saying. Your children are very smart. Boys are very smart and (laughs) they may not apply to themselves how they should all the time, but they are very intelligent and I have to listen to my son. I have to check myself and say, listen, you know, you can't keep sending your son to a school where your kid doesn't feel comfortable. And to me, that's scary. That's a scary feeling to hear my six-year-old telling me he doesn't feel comfortable. And it was genuine. And it's serious. It's serious um, when my son feels that way. And he has to be sent to that school for nine hours of the day. It's scary. Um, So I want us to as a culture pay attention listen and take that necessary time to sit in the classrooms communicate with the teachers consistently and be a vital part of their education because no one else is going to do it uh, anyway but, but yeah, yeah. You're the oh my gosh and that was another thing that the, it's eric.ed.org um, so the counselors, I think you referenced it, but the counselors, uh, Western, Western Michigan university put together this, um, statistical document. So I guess it's like a, um, what is it called? I forget the name of it. 
I'm blanking right now. A survey. That's what it is. So it's like a survey, but then they did like a paper and a lot of research on the different concerns in the education community or the the reasons why our, our brown boys are getting put on special education. So they said mental retardation, specific learning disabilities, behavior disorders, physical impairments, visual impairments, and speech impairments. But someone was saying that being put on special education because of behavior disorder is like one of the worst things that you can do and to stay away from that. Yeah. Um, I don't want to do it at all. I'm afraid of not getting my son tested because I've done the research on um, this. I've done the research on what those behaviors are for ADHD or ADD. I don't see those signs in my son, but that was maybe like a year ago. Um, I'm open to taking him to the doctor, but I'm afraid of medicine. I'm like, what does that do to your body? You know, how long do you have to take? Like, I have so many questions and I'm more so like, I don't want to do that shit at all. Like, I'm not even, I don't even want to be able to put, have to have my son be on something where he has to continue to take it. And I have to explain to him why he's taking it. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's so awful but he is missing out on learning yeah fundamental years have you talked because i talked before i put reno on medication i talked to him i've never talked to my children like they were little babies i hate baby talk Mm -hmm. i talked to my children like they're young men and i told them i we talked about it when he was suffering in school i just explained to him what was going on so that he could understand and I was telling him, I said, now, listen, there is a, some medication you can take to help you calm mm-hmm. down. And he said, yeah, because I, he, he, he understood what was going on. He was like, I feel like, mm-hmm. I feel like I just can't control myself sometimes. And I, and I want, I don't want to be bad. I don't want to run around the classroom, but I can't help myself. And mm-hmm. so when we got the medication and when it was prescribed, I explained it to him. He said, and I, we call it focus medication. Mm-hmm. It's focus medicine to help him focus. And when I, I I had a situation where um, some of his pills were lost during Christmas break, this is a whole other season. That's a whole other season of this whole show. But um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's like family shit. But anyway, so I I had to see him actually without his medication for like a week, and thank God he wasn't going to school. I saw what it did to him without being on the medication and I was really able to see the difference in my son and I was watching him suffer honestly like I'm so glad that he didn't have to go to school mm. um, while, while he was without his medication I'm glad he didn't have to go to school because I could see it in his eyes that he just could not get it together he could not focus mm. he really yeah. could not focus and so um, you know just keeping an open dialogue with your son your your te- the teachers yeah you know uh, because luckily even though my children go to a school where it's very white and the teachers have been white I've been able to develop a, a relationship with my children's teachers and you know it's a battle um, for my kids specifically because I I didn't believe it when they said you know when they said Reno was acting up in class and he was doing this and that I believed it because I know Reno but when they said it was Alex and that's my calm child that's my chill right. out child. I was like, oh, this bitch is lying, you know, because uh, she's white. My son is black, and Alex is dark skinned. You know, mm-hmm. Reno's light skinned. So, you know what I'm saying? He's light skinned, very charming, outgoing. He'll talk to anybody. I, I'm not worried about anybody mistreating Reno because he'll check your ass. He'll be checking. Yeah. 
But Alex, he's very like, you know, he's reserved. You know, yeah. he's like, ah, I don't want to. He's very careful. He's cautious. You know, he's a sit back kind of person. He'll kind of let some shit happen. So, you know, I was like, oh no, I'm I'm going up there. I'm about to see about this bitch. You're not going to tell me Alex is acting a fool, girl. Right. I, I kid you not. I went up to that school and I was peeping through the window unannounced. And I seen his leg up on the table. <laughs> I said, whose damn child is that? Whose child is on the damn table? I said, oh, shit, I know that shirt. I know them bitch. That's my motherfucking child. That's Alex's heart. I thought I crept in the classroom and shot the fuck out of your ass. But yeah, I pulled up. Mm. I pulled up, son. But my, the teachers have been very helpful with me and patient with my children. But it's not always like that in every situation. We're lucky. No. Like that's your situation, I honestly feel like that's there's something shady about that with that school. Like mm. I can be able to pop up whenever the fuck I want to. I mean, that's it. After the conversation you and I my had, I came up there. there. My yeah. kids are in there. I'm I'm popping the fuck up and bitch, call the police if you're gonna stop me from watching my child learn. You tell right. me that it's illegal for me to watch my child learn, but you're but you're saying that you have the right to stop me from seeing my child in this setting. Y'all got me fucked up. Come on, son. <laughs> like. Yeah, like, but they and that's another reason. Out anyway, and that's another reason why I've been like really considering taking them out of the school. Like I've, I've, um, I've told them that I want all of that shit expunged off of his record. I'm going against that shit right now. Like I think it's unacceptable. Everybody that I've talked to was like, "You, they suspended your son four times." And like when I monitor him and shit, bitch, you provoking a one too. He's not the best child. But you're in his face constantly. What do you think the outcome is going to be if you know he doesn't want to do this shit? And so the, my only concern is not him reacting to that shit. My concern is him not being able to learn because he thinks and feels like he can do whatever the fuck he wants to do. And beating your child is not going to work. Like all of that shit, they people like the, our community. And I think that's another reason to me in my mind why our children show anger a lot of the time is we're beating them instead of talking to them. Yay! Make sure you guys follow us on Instagram. Um, you can follow me at um, mel.rose6. And also, don't forget to follow The Waiting Room on Instagram at The Waiting Room Uncut. It's Waiting Room Uncut, ho. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right, go ahead. You know, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm gonna... The wait is over. The wait is over, bitches. If you want to hear Killer Cam, you want to hear more Melrose, please, please, please like our videos, follow us, reviews, give us reviews, man, and yeah, stay tuned, motherfuckers. I know y'all need some some motherfucking therapy. I know y'all need uh uh some type of inspiration. Follow us. We giving you real conversations. This is I'm telling you, it's not scripted. It's not man bashing fest. It's two women trying to get this bag and trying to trying to fucking figure ourselves out and having fun while we doing it. Follow, like, review, share. Yeah.